Hello, welcome to episode number 25 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice, Blooming with Gracie Who. <laughs> Today I'm going to talk about how to get to know someone in fact. Yes, because people play characters, people pretend to be what they are not, trying to impress trying to seduce other people and to impress them, to be accepted. And how can you know if what someone is showing is really who they are deep inside or if they are just pretending to be someone nicer, for example, especially today with all those social medias, there's so many people making lots of efforts to show something, you know, to send an image of how they want to be perceived by other people, right? Gracie here. I've been a therapist for 19 years, an astrologer with more than 30 years of studies and practice, and I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. And if you are really into self-improvement and spirituality in practice, you are in the right place, my friend. This is the channel for you. But if you were not really interested in those subjects, well, keep listening because uh, maybe this episode will be helpful for you somehow because I'm not a regular therapist or spiritualist and uh, I go very deep in my approach. And actually, one of the main things in my work that I try to teach other people is the cause of everything in your life is within you. And to change the effects, you need, you must work on the cause. Because there are forces and intelligences in your unconscious responsible for attracting things and people to your life and creating your reality. So you gotta work with those forces inside of you. And of course, it requires humility and courage to face your inner truths. But it is worth the effort, you know, because that's the only way to change the effects in your life, working on the cause inside of you. So if you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better, stay here and let's have a conversation. always fascinated by human nature, knowing people, their true nature. And with time, studies and practice, I became a profiler. And uh, I also trained my sensitivity to perceive all the subtle signs that people give unconsciously. But there is something that I consider a powerful tool to really read people. It's their birth chart. Astrology for me is really powerful to get to really know people. And that's why I took it very seriously more than 30 years ago, because I realized that astrology could give me so many valuable information, 
about people and it would be very useful. I never thought about uh, becoming a therapist and using astrology to profile people, but it happened. <laughs> and most of people are not really interested in astrology. Many of them are actually curious about it and may know something on a superficial level. But to really know astrology, it takes many years of studies to become able to at least start to read a birth chart. Even more, if you want to be that kind of expert in astrology, that really just with a quick look at a chart can read everything. Today, I just need like, you know, a few seconds to get a lot of information, the main challenges someone has in their life or the main lessons they're here to learn, the weak points, the strong points they have, really everything you have no idea. Oh, of course, it's a matter of my ability to read those symbols, because that's something that you can develop with not only studies, but uh, also with practice, a lot of practice. Just for you to have an idea, the birth chart shows how someone is in bed you know yeah that's very interesting to to know <laughs> but uh, anyway considering that you don't have much knowledge about astrology to use it as a powerful tool this episode is to try to help you when dealing with other people that's why i called it how to get to know someone in fact if you are not a professional profiler, I will share with you a little bit of my knowledge, my experience, and I hope this will be helpful for you, okay? Because we are dealing with people all the time and uh, no one wants to be deluded, right? And to be disappointed with other people. So how can you know if they are being themselves or if they are pretending to be nicer, for example. They are not that nice, but uh, they are trying to seduce you. People in general interpret a type, a character to please, because this is basic in human nature. The need to be accepted. It's very unconscious because we are social beings, right? So basically, if someone is acting in a very spontaneous way, they are likely showing how they really are. But many times, people interpret consciously a character learned, developed and designed to be well seen, to be accepted, to be appreciated and even loved. Sometimes they are so identified with that character that they play it unconsciously. But at some point, that character was built in a conscious way to help them to be accepted, right? Appreciated or even loved. You can ask, is it falsehood, insecurity or instinct for social survival or altogether? Well, I think that perhaps it's a command in the collective software, a behavioral model installed for generations and running continuously on the individual autopilot. You know, something that people learned from their relatives 
and keep repeating from one generation to another. Social behavioral models. I'm talking about masks and masks to hide the real and fragile self. Because if someone has a big ego and the ego lives with illusions, right? So the ego is fragile, is insecure, is vain, has a lot of vanity. So the ego is always trying to please other people to be accepted, right? But someone who lives with their soul, who is in more contact with their truth, inner truth, their essence, they, of course, won't have their ego in charge of their behavior, right? So they will act in a more sincere way and they will show who they really are instead of trying to hide their weaknesses uh, or their parts they consider ugly somehow or not appropriate. But uh, those individuals are kind of rare in our society. You know, that kind of person that is very authentic and spontaneous and because of that they are more trustful, right? So, do you really want to get to know a person? I know three foolproof ways. One, live with them under the same roof. Two, put money in the middle of you two. And the more, the better. Three, fight with them. Actually, I could add a fourth way to get to know someone. Fight for money. <laughs> The more serious the fight, and even more if there is money involved, too much or too little, it doesn't matter, including lack of it, because people can fight because they don't have money, enough money. So the more serious the fight, the more the masks of those involved fall, and they reveal their true nature, their true personality. And why do I say that? Because there are those people who are ethical even in the fight, playing fair with decency, common sense and fairness, and perhaps even compassion, not to go down and humiliate the other person. And on the other hand, there are those who play dirty, appealing to the attack with low blows through lies, omissions, dishonesty, and when they don't exposure unnecessarily, by the way, the other person's intimacies. You know, the kind of person that, uh, well, they play dirty. They expose intimacies, even in social media. They expose weaknesses and past mistakes of the other person. So, there are those who act with dignity and those who lower the level with dirty moves. So when in a fight, people show who they really are. And of course, that at the time of anger, the blood boils, goes up to the head, and we can say heavy things with the intention of hurting the other. And why? To defend our ego, which fuels threatened and perhaps hurt also by what the other part said to attack us. It happens, it's never beautiful to see, and it can cause damage in a relationship. And some of those damages can be very serious and irreparable, because once the words are out of our mouth, there's no way to delete them, right? To take them back. However, 
I'm particularly referring to those most ignorant and proud creatures who go for code and calculating revenge after the fight or argument. So see, after a fight or an argument, the other person unconsciously gave all, not only the, the signs of who they really are, their true nature, but they actually gave proofs of that. Right? There's no doubt it because you could see their reaction. So a fight is a good way to get to know someone. And also there are people who don't really fight with you, but they talk badly about you behind your back. You know, they don't confront you, they don't face you, but they fight with you without you knowing it. Criticizing you and trying to humiliate you with other people and having them against you. Which really shows what kind of person they are, right? And we all have, I'm not considering psychopaths, okay? But uh, we have the regular individual. We have a break in our conscience that prevents us from doing what is considered wrong in terms of ethics. And that break is what prevents the regular person from lying, stealing, cheating, killing, or becoming a criminal. And the person who crosses the moral or ethical line, which is defined by this break in the conscience, that person who crosses that line once and is not caught nor censored or punished can repeat the act more easily at other times. And why is that? Because impunity for the forbidden and condemnable act can cause a feeling of power and even pleasure. That is why it is said that whoever cheated once will be able to cheat again. At least they have already proved that they are not so reliable, right? Even more if they haven't been caught and their conscience didn't wait to regret it. So, consider someone who cheated on their partner if they were not caught and they were not censored or punished and they didn't feel regret for the cheating, they are more likely to cheat again. So pay attention to past actions. You know, stories people tell you about their past, it's not that they cannot change. Well, people do change, but only when they want to change and if they want to change. You gotta know who you are dealing with. Don't expect people to confess their sins or show their worst parts to you all the time, at the first moment or with time. No, you gotta be smart and pay attention. For example, it's that case that if you have a friend who talks bad things about a friend you have in common with them, oh, you can expect that she or he will talk bad things about you behind your back also, because people are coherent. Something interesting that I observed in my life, those who were closely watched and controlled in their childhood and youth, for example, can take special pleasure in breaking rules, lying and cheating. The oppressor in particular, and I, I'm not talking about kids and their parents, because if you had a very controlling 
and uh, critical parent. It feels good to, you know, sometimes do things behind their backs without them knowing and even lying to them. It's something that kids learn very young when they live in, a, in an oppressive home because doing hidden things has a special taste of freedom, like sweet revenge. And those who were very castrated can do crazy things by freeing themselves from mental bonds. So people who were very repressed, at some point they can just go crazy and allow themselves to do things they were not allowed to do before, you know, because it's like finally being able to express their most intimate desires of freedom, you know. And here I could also consider the example of the wife who was cheated and uh, we look for revenge cheating her husband also without him knowing it. It would be a bigger pleasure, you know, acting behind his back and lying to his face like she was faithful, she didn't do anything, but that inner pleasure of cheating on him and paying back, <laughs> you know, only her friends, of course, will know that, but uh, if you can do something with someone you call my love, for example, if you show that lack of respect for someone you live with, you have a long history with, a longer relationship, well, do you think someone like that is stressful? Because uh, somehow a demon inside of them was awakened, right? And the pleasure has to do with anger. So the good wife is not so good anymore. <laughs> There's, uh, you know, some evilness in her and the pleasure of acting like this. So everything someone does shows who they really are in terms of they are more sincere about it when they are not faking, when they really mean to do something to hurt someone else. Another thing that is very interesting to observe, when can you know the true nature of someone? In a time of crisis, danger, despair, suffering, uh, in a situation of betrayal, fight, tragedy, or need. It's in a time like that that a human being shows what they are really made of. If they are made of fear and insecurity or courage and strength. If they are made of nobility or lowliness of character. So, just pay attention on how people react or reacted in situations like this, because it says a lot about them. Another thing is, I consider that intimacy can end respect. Who doesn't know that creature, that creature of God, that is a sweetie outside the home with friends, co-workers, colleagues, crushes, acquaintances and even strangers. That person is uh, so lovely, but inside the house is a demon with the family. On the apparent illusory and false surface, they are nice, 
They are polite, playful, gentle, generous, and even they can be very pleasant, but in the privacy of their home, they turn into Mr. Hyde, you know, Dr. Jekyll's monster version, that story. So in that case, that person reveals their true nature at home, the face that is stupid, aggressive, rude, arrogant violent, authoritarian, grumpy, disrespectful, critical, intolerant, quarrelsome. They show how selfish they are, cruel and unbearable. Only those who live with that creature know who he or she really is. As the saying goes, I've got your number, right? So if someone seems to have two faces, two different personalities, one at home and the better one out there. Who is the real one is the bad one, really, because I've never seen anyone pretending to be bad, anyone pretending to be unbearable, <laughs> pretending to be selfish, critical, intolerant, rude, aggressive, Uh, violent, disrespectful, right? But I see a lot of people pretending to be nice, to be lovely, to be sweet. Am I wrong? <laughs> Am I lying? Please don't let me lie. <laughs> But uh, that's the truth. If you are in doubt, oh, consider who the person really shows at home and when in a situation, in an environment where they feel comforted enough to put down their mask. With those people, the character is played only outside home because they have more interest, right, in being accepted socially and professionally. When a person is in some way, they assume that others are also like them. Thus, the correct and honest person trusts too much until they are harmed, disappointed, and learn to get smarter. Because they are always not only expecting but other people to be as correct and honest as they are, but that they really believe other people are like them. Actually, they are naive, right? But um, we all have some degree of naivety. And so it is that the sincere and without evilness person believes in the lies that the crooks and scammers tell. That's why they are an easy prey for them, because they are honest, they are sincere, they don't have evilness, they don't expect the worst from other people. So that's why they are the perfect prey for crooks and scammers, until they learn to get smarter, of course. And the same way, the dishonest and liar is suspicious of everyone because they are always expecting other people to lie to them, to be dishonest with them. They are projecting themselves onto other people. Another situation, the short-tempered and violent critical person fears getting scolded when they make a mistake, even without meaning to. Because they are like that with other people, they are short-tempered, they are very critical and very violent with their words with other people. When other people disappoint them or fail with them, so they are always expecting and they are like that with themselves. 
you know, very critical also environment. So that's why they are always expecting the other to be like that with them when they make a mistake. They are always on the defensive, waiting for an attack coming from someone else. And why is that? Because we tend to see others with our eyes, which doesn't necessarily mean that we see them as they really are. Because one thing is how we see them, how we perceive them. And another thing is how they really are. And a third thing is how they try to be perceived, how they intentionally act to give an impression, to give an image, a conscious intention to play a character. But anyway, the good person hopes to see the good in the other, while the bad fears evilness. Uh, it's just a matter of... These are projections and mirrors and signs that people give. And what is projection? In psychology, everything you deny and repress in yourself because you consider it ugly or not convenient or whatever, a weakness, you tend to repress in yourself and you will project it, that characteristic, onto other people. Uh, and they will work as a mirror. Life will bring those people as magnifying mirrors to force you to see what you don't want to see in yourself. And the more someone gets irritated by what they consider a flaw in other people, a bad behavior, the bigger the sign that they have the same characteristic and are repressing them, denying them. So, projections and mirrors are signs that people give. And speaking of signs, the external is a reflection of the internal. People who live in mess and dirt without caring, for example, will have a lot of mental, emotional and psychological garbage stored inside themselves. And a lot of bad things tend to be well repressed. People with a lot of evilness in themselves, uh, with a lot of anger, will project those things on other people, the world or life, they will always feel like um, victims of injustice. So you can pay attention what kind of environment someone lives in. If they live with their family, just, you know, uh, take a look at their room, for example. If there's a lot of mess, probably their life will be a mess also in some areas uh, with a lot of confusion, a lot of bad things going on. And also because mess is bad energy accumulated. And uh, if someone is emanating bad energy, what kind of things do you think they will attract? What kind of situations, people and situations they will create in their life? You know, negative situations, of course. And uh, you can pay attention to their car, for example, if it is always clean or if there's a lot of trash and mess, you know, how they look, if they care about their clothes, for example, keep them in good condition. And I'm not talking about wearing expensive clothes, but, uh, you know, being clean or showing they just don't care about themselves. Because you cannot expect someone to treat you not only right, but to, to treat you well if they don't care about themselves, right? 
So basically, observe what the individual's life is like, what patterns are always repeating in their life. All of this will reveal a lot about them. Are they always attracting trouble, for example? Are they always attracting violence, verbal aggressions, devaluation? And what is devaluation? Criticism, they are always attracting people, putting them down. Devaluation is also loss of money and debts to the level of financial chaos. Or are they always attracting kindnesses from other people, lucky strokes, praise, or gifts? Everything can be seen as a sign of who that person is or how they are at the moment. Everything they attract in terms of people or situations shows, it reflects actually their inner reality. And one thing, pay attention to this because it's very important. One thing is you are going through or you went through bad situations, uh, difficult, hard situations or attracted bad people somehow to your life because it was the more functional way that life found to teach you something, to make you learn a specific lesson, okay? But this is casual. I'm talking about patterns that are always repeating someone's life. Those are the main signs to pay attention to in order to get to know someone. What kind of people they are always attracting? What kind of situation they are always going through? Because if you follow me for a while, you should know that I'm all about self-responsibility. If you consider yourself as a victim of bad luck or bad karma, a victim of other people, then you put yourself in the position of being weak, right? Of being powerless, of being impotent. And there's nothing to do but crying <laughs> and suffering. But if you accept that you are responsible, 100% responsible for what you attract to you and for what you create in your life, then you can do something about it when things are not going the way you would like to go, right? Because that's the fact. That's one of the main things about my work. I identify the real cause, work on it to change the effects. But if you consider yourself a victim, a powerless victim, then there's nothing you can do. But if you consider that you somehow, even without knowing it unconsciously, with your energy, your thoughts, your emotions, attracted or created, your unconscious created something in your reality, then you can learn how to switch the key and transform your reality. And I am an expert on it. My work is about teaching people how to do that. But back to my teachings here for you on how to get to know someone in fact. Every person, pay attention to this, every person who lies, betrays and or cheats is false and hypocritical on some level, right? It's not an assumption. I'm not guessing. You gotta base your thoughts on facts because if it's something that someone already did before, then they proved that they are like that. 
it would depend on the level, of course. There are big lies and small lies. You have to consider the intention. But uh, if someone lied once or betrayed or cheated once, well, they prove that they are false and hypocritical on some level, right? I'm not saying that they cannot change. I'm just saying pay attention to their behavior. It's the more sincere way to get to know someone. It's not what they say, but what they do or did. Also, every person who is clueless and abusive is self-interested. And if my words are reminding you of someone specific, you can pause this audio <laughs> and think more about this. Every short-tempered and impulsive person has a stupid, arrogant, and aggressive side. Because they are impulsive, they don't think before talking, right? And if they are short-tempered, they are impatient and have some aggressiveness, some anger inside them, right? Every person who acts primarily out of interest and convenience has a questionable character. The saying is old, but still current acts speak louder than words. So observe and do not be deceived or fool yourself, because you will have to pay the price. If someone fools you or if uh, you get too disappointed, um, you will pay the price. So that's why it's so important that you get smarter when it comes to paying attention to the signs that people give about who they really are. And remember what I said about projection? When someone accuses, criticizes, complains, condemns, pay attention as it can be a confession instead of a simple unburden. The signals issued unconsciously. Do not forget the signals. Always pay attention to them. They are much more revealing than any self-promotion speech. And people who love gossip, talk about other people's lives, and mainly practice backbiting, have a lot of evilness in their heads and hearts. In addition to an executioner judge sub-personality, an inferiority complex and the need to appear, which means a silly vanity. So if you see someone who really enjoys talking bad things about other people, people who love gossip. And since I mentioned inferiority complex, what is this? The person feels so inferior comparing to others that they need to put other people down, you know, to humiliate them, to criticize them in order to feel superior, to feel better with themselves. So my question is, can you trust someone like this? I don't. But uh, you feel free to have a relationship with the kind of people. I rather avoid them because they are not trustful, right? When you learn to recognize and read the signs, you begin to see people's truths, camouflaged under layers and layers of social, varnished and made up with personal and promotional marketing strategies. It's not only in photos and social networks and apps that they resort to filters and poses to look more perfect. Perhaps even your ideal model, that person you consider as an idol or simply someone you envy, is nothing more than a fraud. Someone who in private is very neurotic, insecure, boring, and who knows, even unbearable. 
we are all human beings in a continuous process of improvement. Uh, we are a work in progress. So it's a big illusion to expect that people are that perfect, especially idols or people in social media, celebrities. For example, they can be a big disappointment in real life, in intimacy. Maybe they are unbearable and you have no idea because you are seeing only their bright side. Actually studied in terms of marketing to give the impression that they are all that. But in intimacy, they are just people, human beings with their weak points. They are not the character that we see on the media, right? There are those people who lie for any little thing, whether to look like what they are not, because they have vanity, pretension, insecurity, and lack of self-approval. They don't like themselves, so they try to look like a different person. And there are people who lie for fear of hurting other people or fear of the reaction and censorship of criticism of other people because they themselves are intolerant, critical and are constantly beating themselves inside. So if they have that bad behavior with themselves, very critical, they are always expecting that other people will be criticizing them all the time also, right? So they lie because they want to avoid their criticism. So see, people lie for many reasons, for different motivations. Um, sometimes they don't even know why they are lying. They can be very compulsive about this or they are so used to lie, to pretend to be a different person, to play a specific character that worked somehow with people and uh, they are not really aware of how false they are being with themselves, how disconnected they are from their very essence, who they really are. Well, as I said before, in the beginning of this episode, there's a lot of ego and they are not connected to their soul to express their best part naturally, authentically. And here I have to say, people like that don't deal well with the truth. They are not good to say the truth, much less to hear the truth. Also, and for that very reason, they are not very reliable. Of course, likewise, anyone who is offended by anything, who takes everything personally and gets offended very easily, even if it was something that was said without the bad intention of hitting and hurting or humiliating them, those people also don't know how to hear the truth and to accept the truth. By extension, they are equally afraid to say the truth or they say it rudely to attack and offend because if they get offended too easily, it's because they think other people are always trying to attack them. So they are in a constant defensive mode, ready to attack back and offend the other person and use the truth as a way to offend the other person. Now consider all these people out there who pretend and play a character to appear, driven by vanity and fear of what others might think. Deep down, they are afraid of the truth and don't want to show it, see it or hear it. 
the truth. Unless perhaps the truth is adorned with beautiful words and sweetened to make it less bitter and easier to swallow. If you have to deal with people like that, well, good humor helps when they ask for your opinion or if they ask you to tell about something that happened. You have to be very careful telling the truth. You can ask them, do you want me to be sincere or kind? <laughs> Because they want the truth in a sweet way so they can swallow it, right? So, can you see that there are many ways to get to know someone in fact who they really are without having to live with them in an intimate relationship, for example? Just pay attention to the signs. The signs are so revealing. They will tell you much more than whatever the person says to you. And the sooner and the faster you learn how to deal with other people, the less you will suffer in terms of being disappointed with them, right? Buying their illusions, their characters, and perceiving who they really are, their true nature, their temperament, it would be better for you, my friend. So, I hope this episode was useful for you. If you have any question or comment, you can DM me on Instagram. My account is at GracieHu, G-R-E-I-C-Y-H-O-O. Or you can go to my website, GracieHu.com, and send me an email and also see interesting things that I have in my website about soul retrieval, sabotaging subpersonalities, what kind of sessions I do with my clients, if you want to know more about my work. And you can also go to my website to schedule a free 45-minute enlightenment call with me to know the main challenges you have in this life, the main lessons you are here to learn, because I will raise your birth chart and explain why you have been through so many struggles in your life. You can book your free call. We can have a nice conversation. And I'm sure it would be very useful for you to understand a lot of things in your life. So that's it for today. Stay well and we'll talk again in the next episode.